Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. This is episode 428. I've really been looking forward to this interview. I say that almost every week, but actually, I really have. We've got Tommy Griffin in the house, and Tommy, to say his resume is impressive, his understatement. He worked with, he's worked with some of the leading Fortune 500 technology companies in the US, PayPal, ABNB. Um, he's a, a real SEO guru. I think you're going to get enormous value. So, Tommy, can you give us a quick introduction? Yeah, Jonathan, Adrian, thanks so much for having me on the show. Um, yeah, my name is Tommy Griffith. Uh, I'm an SEO nerd. Uh, I've been doing search engine optimization for about 10 years. Um, I previously managed SEO at PayPal and Airbnb, and now I run a digital marketing training course called ClickMinded. We teach entrepreneurs and marketers how to do online marketing. I left Airbnb uh, about two years to go full-time on it. I started as a side project there. And uh, now we have a, a small team. We focus on um, big companies that want to train up their, their team on digital marketing, entrepreneurs that want to learn digital marketing, and have been through the entire gamut of online course, WordPress plugin, nightmare mode, amazingness, high highs, lows, lows, and, and everything in between. So um, excited and fired up to nerd out with you guys on this stuff. <laughs> oh, thanks, Tommy. And I've got my great co-host, Adrian. Adrian, would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? Hi, everyone. My name is Adrian. I am the CEO and founder of Groundhog, and we produce marketing automation and sales tools for businesses that use WordPress, whether you have a membership site, an LMS site, an e-commerce site. Uh, we have systems and processes that can help you uh, maximize your customer retention, customer interaction, customer engagement, student engagement, all that good stuff. That's great. And before we go into the main part of the interview, folks, I'd like to talk about our premier sponsor, and that's Kinsta Hosting. Kinsta Hosting only hosts WordPress websites. They're a premier hosting provider. If you've got a WooCommerce, e-commerce um, business, if you've got a e-learning business, um, you need better hosting and you need reliable quick hosting and a technical support team that can really support you 24-7. And these are some of the key things you get from Kinsta. Their actual support, I feel, is some of the best in the industry. They host the WP Tonic website. I've been hosting that for over two years. I've never been disappointed with the support they've provided. They're big enough to have all the bells and whistles, but small enough to still care. They're an independent company. They're not a VC backed. They um, built their business, bootstrapped their business, and they've become one of the leading WordPress hosting providers in the world. So that should tell you the quality of the company. If that sounds interesting for yourself or for your clients, go over to kinsta.com, look at their um, their plans. And if you do sign up, please tell them that you heard about them on the WP Tonic podcast. 
So, Tommy, uh, I think we start about, so how did you manage to build up your business at the same time working? I think um, before you left completely, it was Airbnb. That, a rather, I would imagine a rather demanding position. Um, how did you manage to have all those balls up there and not go totally bananas? Well, I definitely went bananas. I mean, that's a, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, my my um, story my story started actually um, moving way back. I I like a lot of other internet marketers got into search engine optimization by reading Four Hour Work Week. Did you ever read that book, Tim Ferriss? Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't really work. Yeah. <laughs> the, the biggest lie in the business. Yeah, no kind of, you know, he, you know, he's a great, you know, he made a, he made his name about it, but it just shows you, you know, write a book about fantasy and then yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, so don't I, the 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 title of that book is by far the greatest clickbait title of all time, right? We all kind of know that, but I would argue that this book really was the catalyst for a lot of people to build remote businesses, remote teams, travel while you work. But even Tim Ferriss admits he's never worked a four-hour work week in his life. I mean, that, <laughs> we're all very, we're all in agreement on that, right? But I got my start in the search engine optimization by also reading that book. Um, uh, ended up writing a really dorky ebook and then saying, like, how do I get this to the top of Google, right? And if I if I, I watched your presentation, would you mind sharing the name of said ebook for for the audience? <laughs> just because I know already know what the name is. You're just you're trying to throw me under the bus on this one, huh? Well, <laughs> I was I was I was in one actually. I'm actually recently coming out of one, so I I thought that was kind of funny. Interesting. Okay, cool. So you're like I'm like the old grandpa, and you're the you're the younger generation having to go go through all this. Yeah. So so. Uh, I mean, in the U.S., right, we have uh, it's called Greek life. Um, we have these things called fraternities and sororities, and they're basically just ob- obnoxious drinking clubs. And uh, and I, a bunch of friends of mine and I created a fraternity when I was <clears throat> when I was in university. It's exactly as obnoxious as it sounds, and I uh, it was kind of a joke when we started. And by the time I left, there was like a hundred guys in it. So I'm yeah. reading. I'm, <laughs> so I was reading the Four Hour Work Week, and Tim Ferriss is saying, "Okay, what kind of special knowledge do you have that that no one else has?" I I thought, okay, I'm an idiot, 22 year old. I haven't done very much with my life, but I do know how to create a fraternity. <laughs> I checked the Google AdWords keyword planner, and it turns out there were 1,500 people a month searching for how to start a fraternity in Google. That was enough. That's not an insignificant audience. It, it was enough. It was enough. And so I wrote a dorky 60-page ebook on how to start a fraternity and, and, and try to get it to the top of Google. I started selling the book for $10 once it was ranking number one. No one bought it. I dropped the price to $5. Nobody bought it. And I increased the price to forty-seven dollars, and two hundred fifty people ended up buying. <laughs> I'm, I, I know it's not really related, but are, do you know that if anybody who bought that ebook actually started one? So yeah, we are. Going I know on it's not related, but I'm I'm just so curious. Actually, yes, and tons awesome. of them did, and I was fascinated by it because it was this book. You know, I was twenty-two years old and writing about like you know how we throw parties and things like that. It was very dumb. But there was, there was all these, all these people like, um, I remember this one guy, he started a very religious fraternity, like somewhere in the, in the Southern US. And basically I, I sent out a customer survey email like a year or two later being like, what, you know, what did you guys think? And this guy, this guy was like, 
We took this book. We created this really Christian fraternity. There's like a hundred people in it now. Thank you so much. And I was like, what? Whoa. I couldn't believe it. You know, that, that, I mean, that's all you can hope for, right? If you sell something for $47, someone actually did something with it. So that's awesome. All right. You can continue your original story. <laughs> yeah. So, so that got really, me really fired up for internet marketing. Um, I got really, really into it. I studied finance in school. And then once I did this, wrote this ebook, I was like, nope, I'm not, I'm not using any of that. Um, and the first, the first business, <laughs> uh, Jonathan's just laughing at, at, at my moronic life choices. Uh, my, my first, so right shortly after university, I started a business with um, a friend of mine that failed miserably. Um, borrowed a bunch of money from family and friends. It failed absolutely miserably. I worked on it for about a year and a half. And we basically lit all the money we had on fire and, and nothing worked. Uh, it was really, really bad. And I came home, table to my legs, didn't know what to do. Uh, but PayPal at the time was hiring an SEO manager. That kicked off the next phase of my career. I managed search engine optimization at PayPal for two years, search engine optimization at Airbnb for four years. Just can I ask a quick question? Oh, you know, what was the business, quickly, what was the business that failed? And secondly, how did you get that job with PayPal? We, we want to know every little tidbit. Of we, we want to know everything. <laughs> <laughs> so the business um, was insane. We started a medical tourism facilitation company in Taiwan. So you don't need a medical degree to do that, apparently. <laughs> you probably should. Uh, but we did not have one. The basic idea of this was 2009 um, in the U.S. We still have massive healthcare problems, but this was kind of pre- Obamacare, healthcare reform stuff. And uh, the basic idea was there's surgeries you can do outside the US that are significantly less expensive. For whatever reason, Taiwan was very, very good at orthopedic surgery, knee and hip replacement. And so we were focusing on Americans age 45 to 65 that that didn't have insurance or they were entrepreneurs that had their own insurance that was really bad. And and they were f- wanting to get orthopedic surgery abroad. So it doesn't. It doesn't sound. It sounds pretty. Uh, as a business plan, it, it sounds not bad. So the Tommy you are now, um, reflecting back, why do you think it failed? Because the the outline sounds reasonably. I would imagine it was reasonably sound. It, yeah. it, it it was the dumbest business you <laughs> could imagine. I, I and, and on top of that, I did everything wrong. So yeah, so the the outline is is sound, right? This these surgeries cost fifty to sixty five thousand dollars in the U.S. in Taiwan with VIP accommodations, doctors that spoke perfect English and went to Harvard, and success rates better than U.S. hospitals. It was about ten thousand dollars for the surgery. So like that value proposition for the user is great, but as <clears throat> A middleman trying to connect everything together when you're an idiot 22-year-old with no interest, experience, or expertise or connections in this industry, it's a very dumb thing to do, right? There's plenty of people doing this well, but the better way to go about it now, if we want to talk about medical tourism now, the, the, the better way to go about it now is when hospitals basically set up like a Western marketing arm in their hospital, right? And we tried to do too much. Well, what, in hindsight, what would have been the better move is to just become a lead generation company yeah. and, and sell leads to these hospitals, right? But, you know. So it was the actual scope you were trying to 
build this whole big exactly but it just it was just too many balls up in the air exactly I'll, I'll tell you the moment i knew i had to shut it down and i was sitting in my underwear at two in the morning talking to this woman on skype about the possible implications of deep vein thrombosis for her husband when she was when he was getting on the plane after the surgery and after i hung up the phone call i just looked in the mirror and i was like what are you doing like what i'm in so far over my head it's unbelievable and had to had to shut everything down so paper so how did this lead to working for paypal then yeah so i mean that sounds like it's a medical startup it wasn't it was an internet marketing startup the basic idea was we were trying to get things ranked like i learned seo and paid paid ads for for a year and a half right we were trying to rank for knee replacement cost and knee replacement alternatives and medical tourism taiwan and that that kind of stuff um, came home and yeah, it was right place, right time. PayPal was hiring an SEO manager for emerging markets, someone to focus on SEO for the non-English parts of the site. Um, I had just spent, you know, two years not in non-English speaking countries and, uh, and it just ended up being the, the right spot at the right time and ended up moving over there. And ClickMinded, my now business, was a side project that was actually designed to pay off all of my debt from my first failed business. I was very blessed. I graduated university with no debt. But I ended up putting my my parents paid for it. I was very blessed for that. But but I was put ended up putting myself into debt trying to start this very dumb business idea with a friend of mine. And so ClickMinded was like my tenth or fifteenth attempt at trying to pay down this this debt. Oh, that's fine. Over to you, Adrian. So how did how did your schedule work in between working at PayPal and now Airbnb? In between focusing on ClickMinded and paying off that debt and 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 obviously fulfilling your contractual obligation to both PayPal and Airbnb. Was there a certain regimen that you, a difference between hours, a lot of our listeners, you know, they're, they're probably in their nine to five job at the moment. And they're trying to have this special skill, whether it's starting fraternities or, you know, they're really good at woodworking, you know, they're trying to think, all right, well, what is my time implication and how long do I need to invest in this thing before I can say, Hey, listen, you know, this is actually a worthwhile venture. Yeah, it's a really good question, Adrian. And and yeah, starting fraternities, woodworking, it's all the same thing, right? It's all basically... <laughs> no, but uh, um, yeah, so this is a big question a lot of people wrestle with. Like if you're, um, if you're starting a side project, if you have that entrepreneurial itch, you're working for someone else and you're kind of trying to find that, that balance. Um, the first thing is, is and I, I'm, I'm always interested in talking to people about this. The first thing is how cool your employer is with it, right? I know in the US there's different rules that state by state and in other countries, country by country. Um, I got really lucky, which the, the first company I worked at didn't care. Um, and, or it was, more, it was more like too big and lethargic to care. And the second company I worked at was very pragmatic about it. They know that really smart people have side hobbies and they're not going to dedicate their, their entire lives to this stuff. right? So um, at PayPal at the time, it was owned by eBay. And I remember I was really nervous. There were other people I knew that were doing side projects and they didn't tell their boss or didn't tell their company about it. And whenever they talked about it, they would act like they were traitorous, right? Like they would be like looking left and right, like, hey, I got this, this idea I want to tell you about. Like it's a shady drug deal or something like that. And I, I always... I, I only need $10,000 of investment. Right, exactly. Meet me behind this alley with a briefcase at, at high noon, right? <laughs> but uh, I always... Maybe I just got lucky, but um, 
I was nervous when I first went to my boss about it. And he said, oh, you have to email the, the, the legal department at eBay and like let them know you're, 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 oh, you're doing Oh, this, my right? God. And I, and I thought like, oh, this is going to be so dramatic, this and that. And I like wrote the email, rewrote it, deleted it, rewrote it, rewrote it. And that when I finally sent it, the guy wrote me back in like two minutes. It took me like a week or two to write this email. And someone from the legal department wrote me back in two minutes. And they were like, fine, sounds good. No problem. And so I, I guess my, my point around this, I, this, I am not a lawyer. This is not legal advice. I do not what, know what your situation is, but you know, don't start a rival company uh, to the business you're working at inside the company. But for the most part, like startups are hard. Most startups fail. You, you need every advantage you can get. And if you're doing everything really secretly, um, that, that it makes it harder. It makes life a lot harder. Right. So for me, not only was I really open about it, I used the product I was creating at work, right? So ClickMind started as an SEO training course. I was teaching startups on the search engine optimization on the side. I eventually started using it with my colleagues at, at PayPal and Airbnb and, and made it better, right? So everyone who joined my team, the SEO team at Airbnb, would take my product. They would give feedback on it, right? They, they were, Airbnb was the first real customer for it, right? So um, yeah, I worked on it on, the, on, on uh, weeknights after work and weekends and found time to do it. But the two big dirty secrets I had, the first one was I loved doing it. it. It felt more like a hobby rather than anything. But the second one was... I was very open about it and and used it as part of my part of my my life at work, which which made it a lot easier. You know what I mean? Right. And also, you know, if in just because you say, "Hey, listen, go tell your employer about it." If you have a really cool employer, then they'll probably just enable you to do whatever your side hobby is, if it's related in some way, shape, or form to whatever they happen to be doing at the moment. So that's always so it's always sound advice, Jonathan. Yeah, you might have. You might be lucky, won't you, Tommy? Um, we're going to go for a break. It's been a, it's been a fun start, the first half. But I'm sure the second half is going to be great as well. We'll be back in a few moments. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up-to-date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well-known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no-question-asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back. I already like Tommy. I think Tommy, uh, me and Adrian are already warned to Tommy. You can tell he's been in the wars. He's got that glint. He's got that glint <laughs> in the eye. He's heard so much crap. And he's been involved. If you've been involved in online marketing, you, you, either you become a real cynic or you have that glint. <laughs> he's got that glint. Um, I'm just going to throw it over to Adrian again. Can I have a question, Adrian? So, um... We've talked about, you know, you've been doing this part-time, you've been working at Airbnb, you've been working at PayPal. However, the last two, uh, the last two years, you've actually left that entirely and you've gone full-time. That's right, right? I have two years? That's right, yeah. yeah. So how, how, how did that transition go for you? Was it, uh, was it difficult? Did, were, where did you think you, you know, went in your head? What were you feeling? Was it easy? Tell us a little bit about what enabled you to actually make that transition in the first place as well. Yeah, sure. So, the, uh, yeah, this is another one. There's probably a lot of um, anyone listening who maybe they're working for someone else and they have a side project and they're trying to decide when to go. Um, for me, I mean, the, like I said before, the this 
this idea was sort of first designed to get myself out of this hole I put myself into. And it really was one of these ideas, like I said before, it was like my 15th idea. And it was initially a very dumb idea before it was an online course. My, the product actually started as an offline course. Uh, so I would hold physical in-person SEO training courses at co-working spaces in San Francisco in 2012. And it started, my first users all came from Meetup, meetup.com. I actually started a Meetup group and would physically bring <clears throat> users into, into a room. Um, it was a really dumb business. I, <laughs> I would, I would, I sense a recurring theme. I'm very I sense a recurring theme over all of your ideas. It all sounds reasonably logical to me, Tommy. I mean, I am the king of creating really bad businesses. <laughs> with, with, with sound premises, with sound premises. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, so yeah, I mean, it was physically teaching these courses on, on Saturday mornings, right? So it was like an all-you-can SEO kind of course. It would be entrepreneurs and marketers and uh, five students maximum. Uh, it would be like $500 for all, you know, all sitting down and just fixing, you know, fixing your site and trying to bring more traffic to it, right? You know, three to four to five person classes were great. One person classes were terrible. And I, I had this moment. Um, one of the other ways I, I, I configured the first round of the business was... Um, I took less risk. And so I did deals with co-working spaces where I wouldn't pay for the room, but I would do a really heavy revenue share, right? So uh, I didn't have to book the room in advance, but I would do a big revenue share with them. And I had these multiple situations where one person would be like, hey, um, I can, I'd love to come to your course, but I can only come on this day. No one else would be booked. And I would be like, all right, fine. I have got this huge mountain of debt. I, I want to pay it off. Fine, I'll do it. And there was this one moment, this guy messaged me, and he's like, hey, I want to come in on this day. And it was my 26th birthday. Uh, it was a Saturday morning. It was St. Patrick's Day. It was my birthday. Phil Lou. A big, a big drinking day. Right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Phil yeah, yeah, yeah. Lou. And so I'm just sitting there on my 26th birthday, talking to this guy about how to fix his title tags. And like <laughs> all these people are running around drinking, partying, like making out with each other, having so much fun running through the streets of San Francisco. And then I did out the math after the course. 50% revenue share to the co-working space, $10 event bite freeze, $10 PayPal fees, printed materials for $20. I bought the guy lunch. I spent four hours preparing for it and eight hours teaching him. And I did out the math and I was making about $12 an hour. <laughs> and San Francisco minimum wage was $13 an hour. And so <laughs> it was not working. It was a dumb business, but it was the right place, right time with this online learning renaissance that we're in now. Udemy started to take off. I had this online course that I taught weekend to weekend to weekend, back to back to back. I put the first version of it on Udemy and everything from there exploded. Udemy was an okay start back in the day. I, I no longer recommend um, starting with Udemy now. I think they've done a lot of teacher unfriendly things. And I've actually had some, I've written some blog posts that got me in hot water with them. And I've, I've kind of called them out for unfriendly practices, I think that they have. Um, but we can talk about that more if you guys want. But well, um, we had... Um... Unfortunately, I forgot his name, um, but he was like you, a, a great SEO. Well, his speciality was paid for click. Um, and he he used Unimi just to, as a kind of branding tool to build his initial brand. Yep, for sure. Um, but no, they're, they're um, I, I don't, I would agree with you. Apart from that, 
you know, building a brand, building recognition. I, I will certainly don't think you can build a real business. Correct. And that's, and that's the point. That's the problem. They could, they, Udemy could have taken this so many directions. I can't sit here and tell them how to run their business. All I can do is, is as a teacher, um, I've now been teaching an online course for eight years. And I also teach, we've taught at a university. I love to teach. Um, all I can do is is point out teacher unfriendly policies, and yeah, you can't you can't build a business on it anymore. So that's 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 the big issue. But um, yeah, started on Udemy, and then from there moved to my own site. Tried every single WordPress LMS plugin from 2012 to 2015. They're uh, a lot better now. They are. They are. They are a lot better. Um, ended up moving over to Teachable because I because I didn't. Yeah, have... we won't we won't forgive you. We, we forgive you, Tommy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, you know, there was no, there. They, even, they're, was, they're great. They're was great. there even WP Tonic back in 2015? I mean, like you know, where where were you? Why why couldn't you pull me out of the mud back in the day, Jonathan? Come on, what's going well, on? Well, I wasn't in that space. It's been about it's been about over two years where I decided to really specialize. It was, I was just a general developer with a small team, Tommy. And cool. then I had a client that wanted to build a learning management system. Um, and that, and um, we used actually LearnDash, that first one. Cool. And we recommend um, LearnDash and Lifter LMS. And I'm friendly with both, both owners. Um, and, um, well, Le- Lifter LMS got two coats co-founders but um um so I got into it and I thought you know I wanted to find us a, a niche anyway because I, I think if you're going to be successful um online now you've got to find your niche really and it just gelled with me because of my background and um I've always had a feeling with online education because I suffer from a bit of dyslexia um Tommy and uh, when I was at school, they didn't really recognise it, and they the teachers seemed to want to make me, make it as painful exercise for me as possible. They seemed to get great delight in torturing me, Tommy. I don't know what that was about, but uh, um, I, I, I don't think I don't think they understood dyslexia at all. They didn't even um, didn't even know what the word meant. So I was a bit of a puzzle because I knew all the answers, but I just couldn't do the homework they wanted. So I don't know. But I think things you don't understand, you can lash out a bit, can't you? For sure. That's that's an interesting way to get in, in into the space, for sure. That That's really interesting. And yeah, it's I mean, it's just, it's great that you guys are so dedicated. I'm, I think online learning is going to save the world. I'm, I have so many strong opinions about this stuff. Uh, and it's very cool that you're doing it now. But yeah, you're right. I I was so underqualified to be fiddling with my LMS back in the day. I tried so many different things, manually encoding videos. One plugin would update and everything would break. I, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Started with, I think I started with Digital Access Pass. Went the, uh, I've, I've been there actually in, in DAP and, ugh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, when I was using it back in the day, they still were like, they weren't even encrypting passwords and they was like plain text passwords and things like that, right? I think they fixed that. Um, yeah, Woo, Woo Theme Sensei, I've tried. Um, yeah, like, I mean, so many different ones, but. But yeah, now, now um, I think the best part about all this is we really are in an online learning renaissance now. I mean, there's so many options. There's so many ways to do it. If you want more customization using you know, a service like WP Tonic and trying a lot of different things is cool. 
Um, but there's also the other ones, right? Teachable, Kajabi, all, all of yeah. these, all of these other ones as well. So yeah. Well, Tommy, um, hopefully you can stay on and we can have a bit of a discussion on that because uh, time has gone rather quickly. It I has. Like, yeah, I like to keep sure. the podcast part of the show to around 30 minutes. So I've got to give you the opportunity to tell ask you how people can find you in that. But hopefully, um, Tommy looks like he's going to be agreeable and going to stay on for our bonus content, which you can watch on the WP Tonic website with a full set of show notes and a transcription of the interview, plus on our YouTube channel. And I tend to publish everything the quickest on the YouTube channel. So if you want to hear the whole interview, plus the serious part of the interview, which is going to be in our bonus content, I apologise, Tommy, but time just went quick. And it's been, I think it's been a fascinating, you're going to have to come back, Tommy. (laughs) For sure, I'd love to. It's gone so quick. So, Tommy, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to and, and your courses and everything? Yeah, so we do digital marketing training for uh, marketers and entrepreneurs. Um, you can find it at clickminded.com. On Twitter, I'm at Tommy Griffith. And we just launched these free uh, retro 8-bit digital marketing and SEO strategy guides. So if you ever played like Nintendo or Super Nintendo in the 90s, we have these free strategy guides that are designed like 8-bit characters. You can see them at clickminded.com. Oh, that's great, Tommy. And Adrian, how can people find out more about Groundhog and what you're up to? So if you uh, need to complement your uh, epic SEO skills and getting ranked with a little bit of marketing automation in order to make sure that when people end up clicking through to your website, you know, they're getting some relevant content, you're collecting customer data, email addresses, first name, last name, and all of that good stuff, then you're going to need a CRM and marketing automation tool. Groundhog.io allows you to add all of those tools directly into your WordPress website for totally free. You can go to groundhog.io with two Gs in order to get that free plugin, or you can go to Groundhog with two Gs in the WordPress repository and download it from there as well. Oh, that's great, Adrian. And we've been using it ourselves lately. It's a great product. I would highly recommend it myself. Um, Also, if you want to support the show, the show's been growing lately. We've been getting a lot of new listeners and viewers. I really appreciate you joining the WP Tonic Tribe. If you really want to support the show so I can get excellent guests like Tommy, who definitely has been up for it, has put up with our madness or my madness quite well, um, go to iTunes and give us a review. It does really help the show, and I love reading them, even the bad ones. They uh, make me just laugh. So if you want to give a review, go over to iTunes, and it really helps the show. We're going to wrap up this part of the show. Like I say, Tommy's going to stay on. You'll be able to watch the bonus content on our YouTube channel. We'll be back next week with another excellent guest like Tommy. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.